What's going on people? Welcome to the Howls and Growls show. As usual, I'm your host Jake Painting, creator of the Howls and Growls Timberwolves newsletter. And this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. We are back, back with the big show, back with Howls and Growls, the longer format of the show. I apologize, obviously, for kind of letting the number crunch um, segment of the show or kind of mini shows that I was doing fizzle out a little bit towards the end of the season. Work got really hectic. The season got really hectic with writing commitments, which is where I make the bulk of my money. And that means the bulk of my time needs to go to that. I'm sure all of you guys understand that. But I was disappointed in myself that I, I kind of let that fizzle out. So heading into the off season, we are going to be doing one or probably more likely two shows a week with Cooper Carlson, just heading over, you know, kind of zooming over all Timberwolves subjects. This week, we do have uh, Minnesota Timberwolves season awards for the season. We tried to use these season awards as a way to do a season review in a way that was a little bit uh, different than kind of just pouring over every ounce of the season and talking about the same stuff that everyone else has been talking about and that I'm sure you're probably sick of hearing about. So that was how we did it. As usual, when I do stuff with Cooper, it's kind of with him leading the way. He is working over at Timbal's Daily YouTube channel. He's the creator of Timbal's Daily YouTube channel. A really, really good channel for, for Timbal's stuff, especially during the season when he was going live after every game. So he was leading the way, but we really sh- we're really looking to share the workload and share the duties for these episodes. Again, we're going to be trying to do them twice a week especially heading into the off-season. It could be a really big off-season. It could be a really quiet off-season, but either way, that would provide things to talk about. So yeah, please enjoy the show. All right, hello everybody. We're back. Off-season content, the first off-season content from this channel and from Jake's channel over there on the podcast forum. So that's what we're going to be doing. Speaking of Jake, we're back with Jake today from Paint. Sorry, totally forgot what it's called. Housing Paint Grouse. points, right? Housing How, like, the no, podcast housing is called. The pa- the, no, we've changed it to housing grouse as well. I'm kind of trying to keep it all. Oh. Under See, one that's umbrella, but that's you, the research I mean, I did you, it's this. not like you made it up. It was pain points, so I, I'll give Fair. you half a point for that. <laughs> so embarrassing. But we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah, we're, it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> but me and Jake, we plan to do one to two a week through the off season, through the season. And eventually, I'll even remember what his podcast is called. It'll be great. But <laughs> maybe Jake... by the end of the off season, we can get there. <laughs> what it howls, it's howls and something. But appreciate you joining me, man. How are you doing? How was your end of the season? You know, you, you didn't record for the playoffs. So just quick playoff recap in audio form. How did it treat you? Uh, yeah, well, well, good. Everything good kind of on the business side, on the writing side. So I'm happy about that. Um, obviously not as good on the actual watching the Timberwolves side. Um, yeah, I, I work and, and writing and stuff kind of all caught up to me throughout the end of the season. So I didn't do a lot of recording, which is why I kind of hit you up to do this. But I mean, it was a weird season, man. It was a weird season and it ended weird and it began weird and you know it was just weird the whole way through the playoffs were weird like it, I kind of felt like at any point Minnesota were going to get blown out or they were going to cause an upset against the best yeah. team in the world 
So, or, you know, one of the best teams in the West. So, I don't know, man. It was just weird and probably disappointing. I mean, definitely disappointing. But I, I, I think halfway through the season, we probably could have predicted that it was going to end in some level of disappointment. So, <laughs> uh, first round, I don't think a first round exit was surprising, even if it was still pretty disappointing. No, and it was, I mean, we'll get into the awards here soon, which is what we're going to do today. But it was a lot of, um, you know, they got the eighth seed, but it was like, we also got Carl back, and then the Nuggets are kind of a fraud one seed. Here come the Timberwolves. <laughs> we convinced oh ourselves. Yeah. We convinced ourselves that we might be able to do this, but. And they um, lost in five. And they were down yeah. 3-0, and it was still like, all right, just get one here, and then three <laughs> more after that, and here come the Timberwolves. No, if yeah. Anthony Edwards' yeah. season-ending shot had it went down, oh. I would have firmly believed the Wolves were going to win that series. Well, they were going to overtime without Yeah, Carl, and they would have won without yeah, because Rudy. we're all, we're all sickos, <laughs> and all we need is one shot to go in, and we're back on the bandwagon. Totally fair. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. But today we're going to be doing it. Timberwolves awards, but not just like happy awards, you know. We're doing MVP. No, we're doing that wouldn't LVP. be Timberwolves. It wouldn't yeah. be Timberwolves if it was just <laughs> happiness. So oh, of course we'll, we'll, we'll get some negativity in there as well. Absolutely. Most valuable player, least valuable player, most improved player. Should have done least improved. No, I'm just kidding. Six man <laughs> defensive player. Best win, worst loss. Favorite thing that happened and least favorite thing that happened. We'll is that enough? Is that enough? I just threw them out there to Absolutely, you last night, that's enough. and yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know if we wanted to throw a few more in. Coach of the year, you can't put. Um, executive of the, of the year, Chris I, I don't. <laughs> I don't even know who Minnesota's lead executive is. I don't. I don't talk about those things. So, yeah. Um, I decided to just stick with players and games. Yeah, and many of you are now realizing this is the podcast and the podcast production we're getting into here before we actually, <laughs> is this something we should we do more or less? No, I love it. I love it. It's just it's how it's going to be. Uh, starting on MVP, this is uh, extremely easy. Did you also have Anthony Edwards as yours? Yeah, I mean, I thought I would put this one at the top. It's not very hard, Anthony Edwards, I, I think. It. Uh, he he had an awesome season, man. I know that there was some some ups and downs, especially towards the end of the season after that sprained ankle and the sickness. But I mean, if you just take a step back from the set on the season as a whole, the Wolves would have been in a lot of trouble if Anthony Edwards didn't take his game one or two or three notches above what we'd seen previously during that, um, especially that first stretch without Cat when. It kind of felt like all hope would be lost. I know Cat wasn't having a great, great season, but like it, it did seem like, uh, <laughs> like I mean, he's would, um, still Cat, like you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You lose a good player, whether what you think of Cat or not. I know we aren't both really Cat truthers, but uh, no matter what you think of Cat, it, it's a big thing to lose him in the middle of a season when you have a twenty-one-year-old as your leader who also has to try and fit into this weird roster like everyone else is so big props to Ant, and then obviously you get down the stretch after he kind of recovers and just one of the most insane playoff series ever uh, on ever that's not jimmy butler against the milwaukee bucks one of the best playoff series ever and it, it, it'll be forgotten in the you know <laughs> sands of time because minnesota only won one game and it only went to five but that was an insane playoff series and and really the beacon of hope now for the entire franchise. So easy for me, Ant. Yeah, and it's just good to talk about because, you know, it's Anthony Edwards. It's clear far and away who this franchise needs to be built around. And in terms of that third year leaf, that was the thing talked about. Statistically, 
And I think just watching the games, he absolutely took it. Went from 21.3 points to 24.6. Three-point percentage is now at 37%. Rebounds, assists, everything pretty much went up. Like 2.0%, I think, just went down a tick. But he got more free throws this year, too. So overall, statistically, he improved a ton. Playoffs, when it matters, he was electric. Like, truly amazing in the playoffs, which is such so refreshing. It truly is. So yeah. that was awesome to see. And we <laughs> such, a, that. such a juxtaposition <laughs> to the other star player on the team. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I go into it expecting, you know, he made you got ten in the first quarter. He'll get twelve this game. You know, that's just the expectation or something. Yeah. But no, he's he was wonderful. It's a beacon of hope for us to look forward to with Anthony Edwards, most valuable player. Super easy. Yeah, I mean, without him, I. I don't know if I'm still here, so it's good yeah, to yeah. see. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I am like homeless and broke if <laughs> Anthony Edwards does not score 25 points a game for the season. Yeah, man, it's tough, but that's where we're at. That's the easy one. The more intriguing, also more difficult, also you can kind of answer this one however you choose, least valuable mm. player. There's a couple options. Yeah. Also, I, I found this one kind of hard. One. Yeah. I, I found, yeah, I found this one kind of hard, not because the Timberwolves didn't have enough disappointments but maybe because they had too many disappointments or you can like define this in your own way kind of right I'll get into that in a bit but you, you could start here um i'm gonna try and do it in the most kind of basic way of just player that added the least amount of value in their minutes um like you said i think there's a five different ways you could um you could spin this one but i think in terms of value in terms of expectations I'm probably going to go with Jalen Noel. I know that he, mm-hmm. um, the injury at the end of the season, I don't think you can hold against him. We we saw and have that same injury last season and really struggled with it. And that's a much more talented player. And he Ant was terrible for a long stretch when um, he had that tendinopathy in his knee. So I'm not going to hold the playoffs against Noel too much because I think that they did. Run. I think he was playing because he needed to, um, and not because he was healthy enough to do so. But <clears throat> Before that knee injury, he was terrible as well. And I think we probably sat here at the before the season and both said that this is going to be a big Jalen Noel year. He's going to, you know, he's on a con- he's on a contract year. He's going to get a nice juicy role off the bench where he can score twelve. I, 15 remember, to 18. I was throwing him a four year, sixty million dollar contract after, <laughs> yeah. like, after like a week. I was like, give it to yeah. him right now. Oh my that, god! Those Jordan Poole contract numbers were just beginning <laughs> to enter the conversation after two games. But after that first, I don't know, week maybe of the season, yeah. he was just he looked like he was pushing for everything all the time. He looked like he was thinking about how much money he's going to get paid this yep. off season. And yep. I think that it, I think that it kind of just ruined his game. He's obviously always been a bit of a ball hog and a bit of a, you know, guy that you just give the ball and get out the way, but and he just that goes, turned... yeah, he's so fast. It yeah. And, work. And I, think, <laughs> I think it can be, I think you need players like that off the bench. Like every, a lot of teams have players like that and they work, but Noel never, ever found a rhythm, never found a way to, incorporate that style into actual winning basketball and he's also i think the worst defender on the roster which so if you're bad on offense and you're really bad on defense then you are the least valuable player yeah that's totally fair i also wrote noel it's so obvious and it's not just like you know you could put well wendell moore or something but noel came into the season yeah. with extremely not extremely but just high expectations you know they traded beverly uh malik beasley they were just high value bench players that were traded away or that left and a lot fell under Noel's shoulders as the Wolves 
Noel and everyone around him kind of thought, all right, this is his year, contract year, prove it time. And yeah, he just came out right away, looked great, but then something something went wrong and down the line injuries did get in the way, but it was certainly not injury related early on. Really just, you can't even describe how bad of a season it was for Noel. His, I don't know how, what kind of contract he's going to get this off season. Will if, he get one? Yeah. Like I was going to say, if any, it's, it's tough, man. Maybe yeah. Surely a team will sign him to the minimum, but he's not, I don't think he's going to get anything above minimum. Like, no, and that's tough because early on I would have thought I was thinking like, how are the wolves going to keep this guy? <laughs> Which yeah, yeah, now I'm hoping yeah. they just don't even try. It's complete 180. He wins the award, but since there's not really a category that I could have put this guy into, he wasn't non-valuable. But the Rudy Gobert trade, <laughs> it uh, it kind of. We needed an LR category for because you're right. He's not the least valuable, but he probably needs to be mentioned as he's most disappointing. That would be his award. Yeah, most disappointing. That's that's fair. Most improved, I guess, somewhere in there. Rudy Gobert. I just want to talk about Rudy Gobert, man. Just a disappointing (laughs) season. Just like a crater in the middle of the whole thing that was built last year. Blocks were down defensively. It was just clear he lost a step. I think Mm. playing basketball just more than year round greatly affected him. And it was at least encouraging to see in his exit interview that he said he's contemplating not playing in it this year. So we'll see. And he said he wants to have a career year next year. It'd be weird if he didn't say that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, extremely disappointing from Rudy. You know, they got him for blocks, rebounds, and both those numbers were down pretty significantly this year. And in the most important final game of the year, he gave up two pretty significant rebounds. I know he had 15. I don't care. It was just the cherry on top of a really disappointing season. And again, like he wasn't in that like non-valuable. He was, he was a good player. It just, it was hard to watch, which is so disappointing considering how much I hyped up the trade. So you got any Rudy thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I echo everything that you said. I'm a yeah. pretty big, I mean, big as you can be while being realistic that I'm a pretty big Rudy guy. Like, I think that he's a good, I think that he does a lot of great things on the court. And I think most of the great, I mean, it's been the case with him, his whole career is the great things that he does don't get noticed. And yeah. the bad things that he does do get noticed. And God, they're hard not to notice. Like he <laughs> is the weirdest player Okay, watching him dribble the ball and like go to the rim brings me physical pain. I I just just had to throw that one. I don't know how to explain, and and I'm sure that in Utah there was more of the good moments that kind of covered up those bad moments. But like in the one season that we've seen of him, I just found myself every time I wrote about him, every time I did player ratings about him, I just felt that he was just like this big contradiction. Like at one point he would you know, get three putbacks and catch a lob and the defense be really good. And then he would turn the ball over just inexplicably or he wouldn't try to block a shot when it was like, go and get that, Rudy. Like, you know, that's kind of what you're here for. He'll miss an offensive rebound. And it's just like, I could never quite put my finger on what he did well and what he did poorly and how much those things actually meant, you know, like, you know what he does well and what he does poorly, but I, I had trouble weighing up how they like the like the balance on the scales of between is he good because of the good things or is he bad because of the bad things? Yeah, and he probably and it, stands it up somewhere in the, the middle. Yeah, it comes with the expectations too of what right. they did to get him. Of like that's 
the caveat if you traded two first round picks for him right. and one if you traded vando and two first round picks you'd be like ah, oh, it wasn't a great season for rudy yeah. but it wouldn't be this outrage and that was the problem when they over like we all knew they overpaid for him even me and you who sat here and said rudy's going to be awesome this season like yeah. we knew they overpaid for him so when he wasn't awesome it just was so bad to to it was just a cloud over the franchise the whole time yep so not least valuable but most not enjoyable either yeah most disappointing certainly but most improved this will be a fun conversation mm. most improved i'll start on this one i put Jaden mcdaniels before i get started do you have any disagreements uh but... no i would have went Jaden. i think that i think you can make arguments for other guys here but i think Jaden is <clears throat> i mean he went from kind of pretty good defender to all world defender the, one and... of the best yeah and like legitimate offensive piece as well. He's got a nasty right hook too. But Jaden McDaniels, man. He's... <laughs> Just ask that concrete wall. <laughs> that cur- Sorry, that curtain. Yeah, no, it is what it is. Um, he truly, like the defender he became this year was all world. Like first team all NBA. He just should be on that list. That's how good he is. One of the best, if not the best perimeter defenders in the league. And that's just becoming widely known around the league. And it's not just that. He's at least league average on offense. So for me, it's just if he can be average on offense and then in that top 5% on defense, I mean, that's an outstanding player. It's like, you know, Anthony Edwards ceiling on the other end is top 5% on offense. And then if he could even just be a league average on defense, which he's better than. So it's kind of the contrast there, which is really neat to see. Yeah. But McDaniels, yeah, most improved. I guess I don't have the statistics pulled up, but. You can just see it. The player he's become, the player he is becoming. Like, we talk a lot about Anthony Edwards is the future. And Jaden certainly gets his flowers too, but he's going to be right there through the whole thing. They're both 21. They're both so young still. And they're both, the leap they took in the third year is outstanding. Like, I know we hyped up this third year leap thing, and they both they both took it. It's awesome to see. Jaden, for me, is another beacon of hope in a, on a team that, uh, it's hard to find all the time. So for me, most improved, easily Jaden, and it's not really close. I mean, he just ran away with it defensively. One of the best in the league. So Jaden McDaniels, what do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's just I've never thought of it kind of in the same way that you uh, explained it then, that it's like he's almost the anti-Anthony Edwards. Right. And if you could mold a player to play with Anthony Edwards, it would be the guy who does all the things he doesn't do um, <laughs> while still being able to do some of the things he does do and kind of vice versa. So um, just without even getting into how he's the most improved, it's just a, such an excellent piece to, to have in this puzzle alongside Ant, the same age. They seem to get along really, really well. I mean, Anthony Edwards shares any Jaden McDaniels things on Instagram immediately as soon as he can. So I don't think that you you have any risk of any friction going on there you know any kind of Kobe and Shaq between those two yeah but I think that's the that's the beauty of this is that you may have messed this up with Rudy Cat may not be the guy you know Tim Conley might not be the guy Finch might not be the guy but Ant and Jaden are about to sign five-year contracts hopefully probably you know and they are going to outlast all of these guys and by the time all of these parts that we don't think are the right parts trying to fall away or get better and improve. 
uh, Jaden and Ant are still going to be there. And Jaden is just a, as big a piece as that as Ant. I think that when Tim says, Tim Conley says, you know, we need, we need to work with Ant in the foreground kind of forever. I think Jaden should be right there as well because there's, what, 10 guys maybe as good on defense as him in the league. Maybe seven of those are as good on offense as him. Like, True. if you're yeah. going, yeah, if, you know, he's better than your Herb Jones kind of defender. He's, I, I think he's probably a better offensive player than Marcus Smart. Oh, Rudy like Gobert. No, but I know yeah, definitely <laughs> has the potential to be better than than those guys overall. He's a wing. He's six foot 10, 11 maybe. Um, he's the perfect, like not, not even second fiddle, just perfect glue guy in the middle of a roster. So, and that that wasn't completely the case before this season. I mean, there was the the makings of that, but now it's a fact. That stretch where Ant was injured. Holy shit, man. Like, he, <laughs> like, he was scoring 20-plus every night, all three levels, efficient, doing a little bit of ball handling, a little bit of pick-and-roll handling. 40% from three, by the way. 40% from three. Like, really consistent. Just felt like – it never felt like, oh, he's one of those guys who hits 60% for a month and then hits mm-hmm. 25% for a month. Like, he was just a flat 40 40- percent three-point shooter all season long money from the corners money on catch and shoot everywhere i love him i love him just as much <laughs> as i love him like he is just an awesome piece to this and like i said you couldn't say that before this season with complete confidence and now you can so technically he's most improved i think that nas probably is an honorable mention there um nas got way better you know i'm not i've never been a huge nas yeah, you guy. hate him you hate nas reed I ha- I have hated him for, but towards from the middle of the season onwards, he really turned me around because, and then, um, in the playoffs when we didn't when they didn't have him, you could see his value. Like I, once I think Kyle and Dane described him as center or power forward Jamal Crawford. That kind of like resonated with me because it's like you, those guys are important. He's just way bigger, so it's it feels worse when he doesn't make a rotation at the rim or when he you know, commits a foul at the rim because he's not a very good defender. But, like, he is a great scorer and he became way better this season. Won them a bunch of games that they probably had no right winning without Kat and Rudy. So, honourable mention to Nas. Um, probably honourable mention to Kyle Anderson because he wasn't this good for the last two or three seasons. Like, That's fair. he was great. Um, I don't know who else. Honorable mention from Mike Conley in Utah to Mike Conley in Minnesota just in <laughs> terms of shooting the ball and score. Like, you know, going back to old well, Mike Conley. And just, Alexander was, Walker, man. I mean, Alexander, there's a lot of most improved, which yeah. is probably a good sign. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, I guess that's a coaching staff thing as well. So mm-hmm. some credit to Finchie there. But yeah, I mean, on Jaden, like statistically too, he went up to 12 points, four rebounds, two um, assists, 40% from three. Like, and then on defense, I'm not going to give you defensive statistics because boring. He was excellent at it, right? I mean, we could do that all day, but he was great. And then, Nas, well, we can get into Nas here with this next award, actually. Sixth man of the year. Would you vote Nas Reed? That gotta be him, right? It has to be. The bench was so weird. It can't be Kyle Anderson because Carl didn't play. No, he started too many games. Yeah. Um, It has to be Nas and doesn't. I can't even think. The the bench was super weird all season. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen was terrible. McLaughlin. Uh, uh -uh. McLaughlin, no. Sadly, that was our guy. Yeah, who? Yeah, who else even <laughs> played like a lot of minutes? No one else really. 
my, I put I, in a question mark just like for fun. Nikhil Alexander Walker there for a little bit. Well, because like yeah. when Nas went down, he's the one that stepped in. So yeah. Really um, but Nas probably has to Nas. get that. Like, I, I, what did you think about Nas this season? Because I know you, you haven't been as low on him as I have at times, but you're also not one of those guys who, you know, loves everything he does. So how do you feel about him this season? Yeah, I wanted him dumped for four second round picks, at, not dumped, but traded for four <laughs> second round picks at the deadline desperately because it was truly like, okay, he's he's fun. He's good. Like he can score better than anyone on this bench. But how are they going to keep him around? And that's still a big question. We'll see how that mm-hmm. all unfolds. But overall, like just throwing that whole will he be on the team thing away. Yeah, I mean, he was extremely improved offensively. I mean, every time he'd go out and score 25, every single time I'd be like, that's a fluke. But it was like the 10th time he'd do it in yeah, a row. And yeah. That, after a while, it, it was just like, okay, like this guy's actually like good. It, like, it was yeah. weird because I just didn't expect it. But I do like Nas. Aside from the basketball stuff, he's a really fun player to root for just in general, which is always a plus. Like, mm-hmm. there are some guys that aren't as much, but Nas Reed, been with the team, grew with the team over the last few years here, and has turned himself into a player that is going to get a really nice contract this offseason. Deserves it. Defensively, he's a mess, but that's just yeah. the Nas Reed experience. And yeah, most improved offensive. I mean, the way this guy shoots, that buzzer beater three to go to overtime this year, like Nas Reed, man. He I just I think that there's just like I don't, I think it was like the determination to yeah. he, score. he embodies what what like players should strive to be kind of just with how hard if they Kat, try. If Cat had Nas's mentality, Cat would average 35 again. Oh my again. god. Oh my god. Like, yeah. I think and Nas is super talented. That kind of makes it out to seem like Nas is just like hard working but not yeah. talented. <laughs> like but like he's really talented. Some of the shit he was doing this season was insane. Like some of the in and out dribbles, yeah. like the the crossovers on the perimeter. Like he might be more skilled than Cat. Not a better player, but like he might be the most. I think he's probably one of the most skilled bigs in the entire league. Like, and that's as someone who's not a huge Nas fan because I do value defense at at the five spot, and I do value you know kind of guys who win their minutes. But I think throughout the season, I just came around to like Nas is really fun. Basketball's supposed to be fun. This team needs a guy who's like a vibe guy, like someone who's like you can root for, like you said, who's fun, who everybody likes, and who works really hard. And I don't think all of the players, except maybe Ant and Jaden, have that combination, except Nas. So, yeah, I'm back on the Nas train, baby. Let's go. Just a simple yes or no question. We'll move (laughs) on to the next award. If you can only keep. Two out of three of Nas, Gobert, and Towns. Is Nas in that group for you? Man, I sound like a hypocrite because I've dumped on Nas so much. But I think <laughs> I would keep... Oh, it's a hard to just give a simple yes and no because there's so I know. many things. But I think it, if, you, well, the other one if is, I'm is factoring Gobert, in yeah. their trade value and contracts, considering you know <laughs> Nas would have to sign a contract, Kat and Rudy would have to be traded, I would keep Nas and Gobert. <sighs> I'm probably in the same boat. Just I don't even. Would yeah. bring you a shitload of picks. And, yeah, and, and also this whole playoff thing is really getting old with him. So <laughs> yeah, I um, the scales fell from my eyes with Cat. I've never been a massive, same. massive Cat fan, but I just couldn't. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm sick of it. I don't want to go through it anymore. I'm sure he'll go somewhere and he'll win a ring, 
and because that's what yeah. happens when players leave Minnesota. But I'm I don't care anymore. I don't. I'm not like get him out of my team. But yeah, I just I'm not, don't I'm care not like anymore. where D'Lo was with me or anything or Wiggins yeah. or yeah. anyone else that they've ever traded. It's but... disrespectful to Cat to put him in the D'Lo and Wiggins category 100%. because. But he's he's I think he's grading on fans to the point where it's like he's getting dangerously close to yeah. that category where it's like, oh, we're just sick of watching this. And it's also one of those, you know, maybe trade him better to trade him early than too late type of yeah. thing. So yeah. we'll they see. They traded we'll Wiggins see. too late. They yes. traded Wiggins too late and they ended up having to pay to get off him. <laughs> and that we saw, we all saw how that worked. Yeah. Yeah. I know I said simple yes or no, but uh, I knew That's that was going to so happen. <laughs> I couldn't give you a simple yes or no because it's not a simple question. Oh God. Yeah. That's tough. It It is. And okay. A lot of people, they were like, well, he didn't play a full season. I'm just, well, that, why is it going to change what he does in the playoffs? Mm. He's the same player in the playoffs. Regular season, different story. But anyways, best win. Best win of the season. For me, oh. um, it's not even really, the, it's not even the play-in game. Thunder game was fun, but like, if they would have lost that, it would have been like tear down the franchise type thing. They also won a playoff game, but they were down 3-0. Mm. Don't care. Um yeah. For me, it's kind of a combo. I guess it's the Warriors-Kings back-to-back wins to, like late in the season. Just kind of desperation mode. Still ended up in the play-in, but desperation mode. A couple really fun clutch wins there. That was you know, maybe the high point of the season. Whole best win of the year time mm-hmm. of the season. So that was mm-hmm. fun. I think so. Um, other than that, there wasn't any like really anything from game one to 70. Because it was just win, <laughs> loss, win, loss, 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 win, 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 loss, loss, loss. Like, it was just the worst inconsistent thing. So, if you have one that up, comes to mind from earlier. Yeah, on, I'm going to get up the schedule it, but... here because I want to. <laughs> um, Because I think when you're in the grind of the season, and you know, like, we are, we do get in right into the grind of the season. So, we're doing things after every game. And, you know, it becomes, uh, it this season blend. especially, it, yeah, that kind of blends together. And it becomes, like you said, win, loss, win, loss, like. As soon as you are high, you are back low again. Um, I think you're right. I think the most hype I remember off the top of my head being was after that Kings game, after they beat uh, the Warriors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. There was some good wins in there, though. Like the, There was a win against the Nuggets early in the season when they didn't have a full roster that I loved. Um, the win against the Knicks, where they scored just like a billion points. Yeah. Uh, Tori and Prince scored what thirty five, I think. Hit that was the like, ever without thirteen missing. for thirteen or some stupid thing. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was uh, I'm just yeah, I'm just going through some of the good wins because there was good wins in there. The Mavericks win where Ant and Jaden uh, locked up Kyrie Ooh, and Luca yeah. on the buzzer. That was like I'm just trying to think of the moments where I was most like, this is it. My team is good again, or good for the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, again, for me it's, it's really just a lot of ways there. Yeah. <laughs> there was so few moments where i was like we're back like it truly yeah yeah um yeah there was moments that were fun but um entire games the that caveat out. of like after a lot of these wins it was like well carl's still not here how's that gonna work you yeah. know so that was tough and too their good wins they like got up by 20 and won by six and like it kind of just took a bit of the shine off it or they were down by heaps against the bad team and, and you know came back and, and scraped over the line or lost but like you know there was not there was not many wins that were just like this is wall to wall yeah fun okc was one of them i i think but that the came off game? the heels of yeah that came off the heels of that lakers game and it was like you better win 
Like, yeah, no, truly. The, like, we, the Lakers game would have been the best by far. If they had been able to score one more basket in the last eight minutes, that would have easily been the best game of the season. Speaking of best game, worst <laughs> loss of the season, would you vote oh, that the would it be is, that Lakers game? The list is so long, dude. Um, dude. I don't even like remember the Pistons game, but I just remember the Pistons game. So that one yeah. is stuck in my head. I, I would see. I was in Italy yeah. for the Pistons game. Nice. Um, it was New Year's Eve there. I, the time that zones was, were all messed up. Okay, maybe. But it was. But it was after. Um, like after midnight, so it was the first. We went out and we were, I and I was, it. and I was, <laughs> I was super drunk. So I got home in Italy. Uh, my girlfriend's asleep next to me, and I'm watching the Wolves game on my phone. And I was nodding, nodding off, like I was falling asleep during it. And they were up by a bunch. I think this is the first Pistons game. They were up by like twenty. So I went yeah. to sleep. I just let myself fall asleep and then I woke up and they'd lost. And I was like, was I like, was I that drunk that maybe I was looking at the score wrong? Like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't <laughs> lose after being, they were up by at least 15 in that game early. Um, yeah, no, so they that, were, I think that 15 loss, at halftime. That loss was bad, but I was in Italy. So I was like, you know, I don't care. Like I'm going to eat some pasta. Yep. Um, I think Lakers won. Because it was just so heartbreaking, dude. Like, and everyone was watching. They got clowned by everyone. Like, this wasn't a random game against the Pistons in in January, where only Wolves and Pistons fans were watching. Like, the entire Twitter and NBA world was kind of clowning on the Wolves after that. I think two close second is the Portland game at the end of the season. That's one oh. of the worst losses in NBA history. I'll stand by that. Like, yeah, that's by any team ever. The I've like Portland, mentally erased that for the most part too. That was they would oh, have been the six. Yeah. They would have been the six seed. Probably. Oh, and Portland sure, played like nobody. Nobody. They had like yeah. three or four guys oh, on ten people. days. Yeah, they had three or four guys on legitimately like the first Dude. few days of a ten day. This one was a like. I remember tweeting like, "You can't let Jonathan Williams get hot." Jonathan Williams is not guy. a person, bro, <laughs> and he scored like fifteen plus. Trenton Watford went off. Dude, I like, think that was one of my better Twitter nights. That was oh, that God. was a that was bad, bro. That was bad. Like I, I that was the if the Lakers oh. they didn't like for any other team in NBA history that would have been their worst loss of the season. But then they went and won up themselves a few weeks later against the Lakers. Yeah, like that's top three, and it's just the worst thing to ever happen yeah. to anyone. Oh god, that's funny. Both Charlotte Ooh. losses were bad. I hate Charlotte. Like Charlotte is one of those teams I just don't enjoy watching. Like Terry Rozier, oh, sure. Lamelo Ball, Gordon Haywood. Like they're just a bunch of losers, and they beat the Wolves twice. So <laughs> they weren't fun. Yeah, there's we're on like number ten now of just worst luck, but yeah, we'll, we'll cut it off there because I don't want to. What about what about, about the, one more? Go uh, for game it, absolutely. One, game one of the playoffs, I think was one of the worst. Oh my I god! Mean, obviously, dude. Denver are way better than these teams, but like that was just like all hope got smashed yeah. to pieces in one. <laughs> the hype for that half. series was crazy. It was truly like fraud number one seed we're not a true number eight seed like we're the timberwolves and it was like yeah you're the timberwolves you idiots here's a 30 point loss god dude horrible dude that, like i wouldn't even put the last loss of the season in there just because it like it was just, i don't know it was nah, fun that, was a, and, that was a good game like yeah it was at least put me out of my misery for the season like whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, those are the worst losses of the year. Moving on. Favorite thing that happened in parentheses anything. And I'm yeah. going the D'Angelo Russell trade that led to the emergence of Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander Walker in Minnesota. Nikhil Alexander Walker is 23. Hopefully we'll be sticking around here for quite a while. Mike Conley is a much, 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 much better fit here for the Timberwolves <laughs> as I think a mentality player. Like he's again, D'Lo talented. Who cares? Who gives it? Who gives a shit? But in terms of just like mentality, having an adult in the room, having a true point guard, I think Mike Conley is so good for this team. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker. he better than like not even mentality and being the adult, like, was Mike Conley in Minnesota straight up just better than D'Lo this season? As in, like, on the D-Lo court. That goofy, like, two-month stretch of just being the best player ever for some reason, which was yeah, odd, but, like, was, he, yeah, yeah, overall. And was playing well next to him as well. Yeah, but overall, yeah. I, yeah, and it, it's not just scoring with him, like, overall. He was and way his rebounding than effort, man. His rebounding effort. Oh, I love it. Mm, I love everything mm. about Mike Conley. He, he was way better than I thought he would be. Like, I knew he would be Agreed. smart. And, like, you know, I think I called him, like, an owl all the time on the player range. Like, just, like, this wise old owl. But he was, like, legitimately nice. very, very good just at, like, playing basketball. You know, shooting, scoring, passing, defending. He was great defensively. Like, yeah. he he surprised me even though you kind of know who Mike Conley is but he was way better than he was in Utah at the start of the season so good call and well, you know and you can keep explaining but Nikhil as well three seconds I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, okay well yeah. Nikhil had a weird run in Minnesota because he got here and right away people mm. were like he was good everyone was like starting point guard like he's the best thing to ever happen and then he you know didn't play as well expectedly he kind of slowed down for a bit but playoffs rolled around Jaden McDaniels punched a wall, so they needed someone to just <laughs> pick up that defensive slack. And Alexander Walker, who I also like, I wish it was, wasn't like, nah, I wish it was like N-A something else. Because saying nah sounds like I'm saying just no. That's yeah. just a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> then I just say Alexander Walker, which takes a while. But anyways. Yeah. Half the Alex- podcast is, is <laughs> you know, spent on saying his last name. Of course, but Alexander <laughs> Alexander Walker. I thought he defensively in the playoffs, like he was just extremely impressive. And on offense as well, like they needed just any scoring and he provided it. He wasn't perfect by any means, but I wasn't expecting him to be. I was just expecting, well, I, I he provided much more than what I was expecting in the playoffs. Yeah. So very encouraged. He fits in with that Ants, Jaden, Nas Reed window. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he has that like good mentality about him too. It's not just, I don't know. I like him here. I hope he's here for a while with these young guys and. Delos in LA. Sweet. So that's my best thing to happen this year. How you? are you going to feel when Delo wins a championship though? I don't Some care, real man. Petty I, and salty. A... I'll be, I'll be <laughs> silently salty. Very. Salty. Oh, I I'm will be sick of it happening. I will. I guess I will be, but I also just like, it was like a weight off my shoulders as soon as he was yeah. gone. So I just yeah. don't care. Honestly. Who would you rather win? I mean, obviously Wiggins already did, but who will annoy you more, Wiggins or potentially D'Lo winning a championship? D'Lo, definitely D'Lo. Wiggins doesn't have some weird fan base around him. Like I, again, I don't really yeah. care about D'Lo that much. Like he's fine, but this is like the bees that just surround him. The fan base of just swarming yeah. bees for the <laughs> just. <laughs> and I'll still I'll get on Twitter and like in the for you side is just every D'Lo fan being like, 
F you, Timberwolves. Dylan scored some points in the playoffs. Like, oh my god, dude, get over it. No, it he got benched like the first three games, but then he scored thirty <laughs> yeah, yesterday dude. against the the ghost of the Memphis Grizzlies, and then, <laughs> man, they were back out again. I don't care. Yeah, so I'm glad he's I'm glad he's away, and I'm glad they got they. It's not like they just gave him away. They got two high quality players. So yeah, and Wiggins is a good guy and everything. So whatever. Yeah, just didn't. That's they, true. Um, the thing with Wiggins is they needed him to be like the number one and they traded him to golden state and he was the number four and it's like all right like wolves weren't necessarily the thing that wrong annoys there. me about wigs and i i agree i think that i'd be more annoyed if d-lo won one i mean uh wiggins has already obviously got one but yeah it annoyed me that wiggins all of a sudden became like the full-on hustle guy like the yeah. the quintessential <laughs> hustle guy and it was like if you just you didn't even have to be that True. with minnesota but just like 20% of that and you would probably still be playing here yeah. because he could always go. I know that he was like streaky, Dude, but it was that he did nothing else. And now he gets like 14 <laughs> rebounds a game in the finals. Yeah. Like no, best go, defender on the floor. Like what? 21 points, one assist, two rebounds and like eight long twos. And it was like, all right, man, like sweet. Yeah. It was just so annoying. But, I still yeah. do get some satisfaction like last night watching um him take some long twos in the clutch. <laughs> while so evil. I, this section yeah. is so evil. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the best thing that happened too. How did we devolve into just pettiness? Oh, go figure. What's your best um, thing to happen though? Oh, God, this is a, it's a short list of things. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has gorilla nuts. I think will <laughs> stick with me for life. I might get that on my on my headstone, you know, when I die. Um, I'm just trying to think of some other things. I think that the D-Lo trade is probably the right answer. Um, so I'm just trying to work around that. I'm trying to, like, I didn't um, even think of much else. Like, it just kind of clicked with me. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, there's... Anthony Edwards. Yeah, and the period. whole Ant experience. And in the... Um, the game that they won, the yeah. game of the playoffs that they won was like an out-of-body experience. Like, he was just so remarkably good yeah. in that game. And in the Pelicans game, uh, game 82, when he blocked CJ McCollum and then got the end one at the other end. Um, one of the most memorable plays I think I can ever you That's know, remember. That's just becoming normal, too. Like, that type of thing is just... Like, Ant yeah, did it again. Uh, you know what? I'll generalize it to Anthony Edwards blocks. 100%. Um, is one of my favorite things. I, I enjoy watching him block shots more than I am watching. I enjoy watching him dunk on people. Uh, if you want to keep on down the Ant tra- track, Ant postering uh, Shen Goon twice in one game, <laughs> it was a, kind of felt a little bit personal, and I enjoyed yep. that. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jaden's stretch without Ant that we spoke about. True. Um, Nas Reed posters as well. Always fun. One a game. All, yeah. Yeah, one a game. Nas Reed okay. crossovers that the Jamal Jamal Crawford crossovers, um, but yeah, apart from that, Rudy tantrums are funny. I find them really funny when he starts stomping his feet and waving his arms. Why did he hit the stanchion after he got a call in Denver? Dude, they lost. what was that? <laughs> I don't even know what he was. Was he angry that they'd finally called it? Was he angry that he missed the shot? Like. I think and then to even he, call the technical was so silly. It's, his tantrums are the funniest thing because they don't seem to have any like rhyme or reason. Yeah, like they just happen like... randomly. They always come out in the weirdest ways. Like 
punching like, Kyle Anderson. Ugh. Like, I'm, that's the bad thing, but I it, I found it so funny. Like, I wanted so entertaining. Yeah, yeah, like this team doesn't lack for entertainment. But at <laughs> least you can say that for them. So yeah. I think I'm still going to go. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker has gorilla nuts because I think I'll say that every time he makes a shot <laughs> for the rest of his career. So I like thank that. you again, Ant. It's good stuff. All right. Worst thing to happen, and we've probably named 54 of <laughs> yeah. them this podcast, but I've this got... This podcast is for... We had a lot of good awards, and we've we just sunk back into pessimism every time, so I apologize if anyone... We haven't said anything eyes. bad about Ant, though, so that's good. Like, no, if we can just no, avoid... we are blowing a yeah. bunch of smoke <laughs> up his ass. Don't worry about that. But the worst thing for me, it's the moment it clicked to me that this Rudy Gobert thing is a mess. Rudy mm. Gobert gets the ball top of the key the entire defense shifts into the paint and rudy gobert decides i'm gonna pull up from three and air balls it and in my i thought it looked good too at the start i thought it was in and then it missed the ring by five foot my brain fried in that moment i sent like five rage tweets it like within four seconds everything collapsed because i was hyping this whole thing up and this was the moment for me that was like what the hell did this Tim Connolly guy do to my basketball team? Yeah, that that's it for me. It's just ingrained in my brain, and oh, I was yeah. it was so bad. <laughs> <There's>, yeah, <laughs> I've forgotten about that. I think I went the opposite. Nope. I blocked it Ugh. out. Tra- I yeah. trauma blocked it out of my brain. Yeah, the thing about um, having Rudy Gobert on your team is not only do you sign his huge contract, you also sign up for like just weekly mockings at the things that he does, even when he's playing well. Like, he could have 25 and 25, and he will dribble the ball up the court. Remember when you went full court, round the back, and then missed the layup, <laughs> the open layup? Like, that's the and shit that you sign up for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the stuff you, start, you sign up for with Rudy. So, that, I mean, I think, number one, the obvious one that we need to speak about is Jaden McDaniels punching the wall. Probably ruin their season. Like, yeah. definitely ruin their season. They probably end up the seventh seed. They probably at least take the Grizzlies. I think they might be still playing as we sit here and speak right now if Jaden McDaniels doesn't punch the wall. They probably so, win the NBA championship. Easy caveat. Yeah. Like, if Jaden doesn't break his hand. Yeah. They're, they're I mean, prove, prove us wrong. <laughs> Literally cannot. So Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't as annoyed about it at him as others like – yeah, know. like in the I, moment I, I was, like, but yeah, I, got I feel like if you've, if you've, I've got a, I've got, I mean, not a bad temper, but like a, you know, I'm competitive when I play basketball. Oh, I yeah. think I've probably punched that off, like you know, like kind of threw a chair out the way or something, not at a security guard. But, <laughs> I was going to um, say, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like I understand. I think it was dumb, and he's a professional, and you know, again, it might have, they might have won say five or six more games after he did it, which would be maybe a second round. Um, you know, exit. So dumb, but I understand it. He's young. He's always had a bit of a, uh, yeah. you know, fire inside Like it's good him. to have a little bit of fire too. I don't like, think, yeah. I think he would be a lot worse at basketball if he didn't have that fire inside him. So mm. I think you have to consider that, that it's like, do you want him to have that in him? And this could potentially happen once in a 15 year career, or do you want him to be Andrew Wiggins in Minnesota where, they had the same body type, same athleticism, you know, and Andrew Wiggins would never punch a ball and he would never yeah. you know, play defense. So, um, the Kyle punching Rudy, uh, Rudy punching Kyle was just like another one where it's like, oh, I just hate that my team 
does this yeah. because we just get clowned so much. I don't really care that Rudy punched Kyle. Like, they're all grown-ups, but, you know, it's just such a bad look for the franchise and anyone yes. who pretends to support it, like us, like us <laughs> you know, like, um, That was such a weird moment, man. It, I didn't even feel like it was building throughout the season. I though. saw That's it on Twitter. For, like, I saw someone say, like, Rudy just punched Kyle. Like, I'm oh, not yeah. a video, just a tweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, and then I was like... Or like Rudy and Kyle going at it on the bench or something. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then it came back on Belly and it had the, the footage of it, which I was surprised they showed so yeah. often on the Timberwolves broadcast. Like, but yeah, it was just like, oh, this team's so stupid. Yep. And then yeah. and, and then Jaden in the same game. What else was there? Ant spraining his ankle felt like the end of the all the hard work that they did to get to that position. I felt like. Because it looked True. really bad. I thought if he's out three or four weeks, then like this whole the rest of the season is just gonna be hell for us, like having to cover True. this team. Yeah, um, I mean the Carl injury sucked because it was just like, all right, man, sucked. they just built and this I whole Twin he, Towers thing and yeah, and I thought Tori's yeah. so like ruined his career probably. So yeah. Um that was bad. Um but at least he came back. Like, there's that. Yeah, so, I it's mean, hard that, to put it on yeah. the list, so. And the ant one, I think it's more in the moment. The ant Agreed. one and the cat one were both like in that five seconds after you see it, you're like, shit, like this is over now for the season. You know, <laughs> and for plus we hour. got a four to six week timeline for Carl, which was like, oh, whatever, he'll yeah. be back. He'll be back yeah. in a month. Oh, that's a good one. The whole Carl saga yeah. was one of the worst thing. One of my least favorite things. You know, Agreed. just just waiting for him to be announced that he's closed. Like them not. Doing anything, just no. pretending like and then, nothing. Well, they then release an update, and they're like, "Yeah, Carl's injured." It's like, what? "Yeah, here we know." <laughs> yeah, like, he'll be back. He'll be back when he's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. Oh god, that was, that was. If it had nothing else, this season was stupidly entertaining. Yeah, I mean, like a the last of a season. I'm not a huge. I don't know if you are. I'm not a massive runner back guy. I understand that they're probably going to, but the. Argument for running it back is that surely it can't be as stupid as it was this season. Like, you know, you know what I mean? It can't even be it has to be at least fifty percent less stupid. And maybe that means they win like eight more games and then we'll all be happy. Yeah, I just I don't see how they do. Like, I get yeah. it. Like they yeah. the roster the problem, is admittedly very talented. Like it is. The problem is that cat and Rudy don't fit. It's not that Cat yeah, missed 50 games. It's that I'm not sure Cat playing those 50 games means they definitely would have won any more games. Like, if I knew... If it was just Cat last season, if it was, you know, like, if it was Cat on his own, not a new roster, if it was just like, oh, Carl Anthony Towns is missing 50 games, I would say, yeah, well, they're definitely going to win 15 more games next season then. But, like, I'm not point. actually sure they got... I'm, there's a part of me that thinks they got better because he wasn't playing, and that's not even really his fault. It's more just like the roster construction's yeah. fault. Like, yeah, I mean, this whole he, he just doesn't fit with Gobert. Like, the offense is horrendous, and yeah, you know, exit interviews are like, we're gonna figure this thing out. It's like, are you like how? I just, if I, don't I mean, see I'm not the coach. Run but... spread pick and roll from that first game of next season. If I don't see them play the way they played against Denver in the times where it worked. I'm going to throw a hizzy fit online. Can, yeah, and then I'm going to do can, that for 82 straight games and then yeah. the play-in game and then <laughs> and the other play-in game. People are going to call me a baby every night and I will be a baby every night. <laughs> oh, God. All right, should we wrap it up? 
Yeah, the awards, I think that man. we hit on everything. We pretty much hit on everything that happened during this season, I reckon. So I think we did, yeah. It was a good yeah. way of doing a recap. But like, well, that's what I thought rather than just structure. going through, yeah, like just this happened, this happened, this happened. I thought if we do some oh, awards, yeah. we can hit on, on a lot. And we did. And it didn't make me feel any better, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel, I think I need to go like, yeah. Have a lay yeah. down or something. I mean, if we didn't do it, I don't know when the next time I would have talked about this team. So it was at least, <laughs> at least nice to jog my memory a little of just to remember things. So, yeah. Who did we not talk about? We didn't mine out and win no more. Neither did Chris Finch. So that's okay. Like he, did, he well, also yeah. didn't talk about those yeah. guys. So that's fine. Next season is Josh Minot season. Agreed. Yeah. He's taking Torian's role, right? I mean, he's got yeah. Well, yeah. Anyone's role. Yeah, just I just want to see play. some Minot minutes. Why not? Yeah. Why not, baby? Hashtag yeah, why not? That's that should be their little slogan. You know how it's like raised by wolves. Raised this should be wolves. one. Why not? Why not? <laughs> one like obscure player that just go all Why not? Why not? And then he'll like play three games and be off. It'll be like, well, that's why not. But, all right. Yeah. We'll have to get rid of everything. All right. That's it for today. We got 50. That's crazy. We talked 50 minutes. All right. That was fun. Cool. Yeah. It Thanks, was Jake. fun, man. Thanks. Thank you. Let's keep doing this. We'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess try and do some more. I will sort it out together, but maybe some more recap stuff or some more things about this season just to put a bow on it. And then, I don't know. The off season, they've got one pitch in the 50s. Uh, <laughs> they've got the mid level exception, and that's it. So we'll but they could have out. a lot more going on or nothing. That's yeah. Well, at some it, point, I yeah. If they do nothing, it'll be worth talking about, and if they do something crazy, it'll be worth talking about. So we'll, we'll be back here to talk about things. Hell yeah, we will. <laughs>